Hello and welcome back to the Comeback Podcast. As usual, I am your host, Connor, and I am delighted today to welcome my first ever guest from Estonia. It is Maria Ave. As you might be able to recount from this name, it is like Ave Maria. What we will do in this conversation is discuss Estonia, Vietnam, spirituality, mind-body-spirit connection, energy consciousness, and more. I'm excited for this wide-ranging discussion. Welcome, Maria. How are you? Hello, hello, hello. I'm doing great. I'm fabulous. I'm back at home, so I am bubbled with energy. Yeah. Is this the first time you've been back to Estonia in six years? So the first time for this long time, long no, time period. So the last time I was, I visited for a week, 2019, uh, right before the great pandemic happened. And, and then, yeah, three years I was stuck in the world. Yeah, you were stuck in a few places, right? We've had Vietnam, which we've alluded to. Did you spend some time in Mexico? Were, were there a few places? Yeah, so yeah, Vietnam mostly. And then in the past six months, I was in Mexico. What sort of work were you doing in Mexico? So actually in Mexico, it was, it was interesting time because it was not really that much work, work, like work as I did in Vietnam. It was more like understanding myself and tasting the first glimpse of um digital nomad yeah so it was my first time entering to that world like getting familiar with that but at the same time spiritually growing myself yeah and in terms of your own like spiritual journey was it literally the last year or so when you really started flourishing in that respect or have you always been somewhat spiritually inclined so I would say I've always been somewhat like spiritually guided, but the past exactly actually a year, I would say that's the biggest changes started happening in my life. Right. And what do you think the catalysts was or were for these changes? Um, yeah, so um, those changes... Yeah, they were, they're great. They have changed me a lot. They have changed a lot of how I see the world. And yeah, I don't know. It's so fresh and new still. So I'm really, really stuck with sharing about that a bit. For sure. And I guess just to give like a brief overview, because I am aware that it is quite a broad topic. What have been the main changes for you, I guess, in your life from perhaps your mind, your body, your spirit, what sort of things have you noticed really changed in the last year? As in, what are the most significant moments? Um, first thing is definitely the self-love, self-care, um, self-respect, and also the, the love for other people, the love for complete strangers, um, minorities, um, and just being more like compassionate. Yeah, that's the biggest changes that I've, I've noticed. And did anyone or anything set you off on this path? As in, did you have any key influences? Yes, that's actually a great story. Um, so I, uh, when, uh, when I, like I say, started it, <laughs> when I, I emerged to that direction, I was in a really, really dark cloud, really bad place with myself. Um, probably we'll talk about that a little bit more. And I reached out to one of my friends um, 
who I know knew that he lived in Vietnam and I met him in Australia. So, um, and he was always this person who was spiritually awakened. And every time when we randomly came across in the world, when we were traveling with each other, he always warmed me up somehow, or there was just this magical, magical touch that he brought to my, to my life every time when I saw him. And I was wondering if he was still available or if he was still living in Vietnam because I haven't I hadn't spoken with him for a year or so. And I reached out to him and lucky me, he was still in Vietnam. So we met up and it was a few weeks right before my birthday last year. And we had like really long conversation. He was hearing me out. He was just literally giving me all the space, um, the safe space to speak what was going on in my life, things that I never had said to anyone else. Um, and then, yeah, we had this great reconnecting. And then after that, he organized me like a kind of small little spiritual birthday with people that I hadn't met but when I, oh, I had never met before, and when I entered the room, it was, it felt like I was in my, with my family. It was really welcomed, really warm. And yeah, ever since that, that's when I met Brennan, who I probably will mention before, uh, later as well. And that's where the journey started. Okay. And talk to me a bit about energy, I suppose, because in the last few months slash maybe a year myself, I've noticed the concept of energy and raising your vibration as being particularly crucial, even if we overlook it, for example, by the words we say or the actions we do can be often perceived as very important, but the energy is also key in perhaps manifesting what we want. Can you talk to me a bit more about the actual energy practice that you feel perhaps with people you're aligned with and people you're not? Can you talk to me a bit about energy? Yeah, so energy, it's, it's I, I've always, actually it's my first time really speaking about it publicly like this, except like with people that I've been practicing that um, because I've been a, kind of a little bit avoiding it because of the boo-boo material that you can find uh, when you go down the rabbit hole. So, um, but yeah, energy for me, everything is an energy, right? Everything around us is energy. Uh, we see energy in the nature and there is obviously energy in us as well. Um, we have energy system that is divided into two sides. So we have the masculine energy system and we have the feminine energy system. Um, the way it works, the feminine energy is more of the emotions. Uh, it's connected with, with our past. Uh, it's connected with our subconscious and it's the left side of our human body and the right side of the brain. And the, um, the masculine energy is um, the, it's more like active, doing, needing to think, say, um, you know, like, like, like this. And uh, it will be on our right side of body and left side of the brain. And if those two energy systems connect in the middle, that's where we call the, the central energy system, the central axis. Um, that's where we are, uh, they balance. And 
to balance it, that's for me where I am in my peace. That's where I am. I am being the, the purest of myself. Mm. So the energy, the system, it, it can, it changes, you know, it moves. So it can be more left-sided. It can be more right-sided. Um, the way I notice it with myself is I know that when I'm thinking too much about the past or I'm getting, I'm too emotional, then I, I have certain tools and knowledge that I got from energy conscious meditation course, uh, the inner alignment course, how to balance it, how to control it, how to make it to move to the right or how to make it to move in the central so I will be the purest of myself. When it's more on the right side is active, then I am. I can see that especially now when I'm back home, I'm definitely moving more um, on my right side, which means I'm always, I need to do, I need to go and help. I need to go see my family. I always feel that I need to do something all the time. And that's where I know that my right side energy system is overactive and I'm balancing it. So yeah, it's just feeling the energies pretty much inside your body feeling and um at the same time noticing yourself mm. and if you had to i guess choose would the two the left the right the masculine the feminine be exactly blended together at say 50 50 or in some situations is it more important to be for example more in tune with the right side versus the left how does it work um in my opinion, the, the 50-50 is what I prefer, like it ideally would like to have all the time. But obviously when we wake up, we have seen some dreams or whatever, There's there, there are duties that we need to do that are changing it. So um, how to, like, that, like what I was doing in Mexico, I was really practicing how to keep it in the middle and for that i i realized that i it's handy to have certain habits for yourself that you do like in the mornings that help you to to uh, uh, align with yourself uh if you're working because obviously when you're working the right side is going to be more active because you're into doing working right um but also to limit it because we tend to usually get overwhelmed with our work, what we're doing, right? And that's where we are, we are really like the right side, I would say is like active more. Um, and we are stressed out. It stresses out eventually because we don't have enough rest in between. And it's really, um, the, the more active it is, the more stressed you are or the more depressed i would say you if you will be left side then you will become more depressed in my opinion right i see and i guess from a slightly skeptical point of view if i was approaching this as a skeptic and i was to say perhaps what we alluded to that it could be a bit woo woo for example in the grander scheme of things what would you say to that perhaps skeptical approach now that you've gone past it and have a certain level of experience how would you I guess deal with any skeptics of the concepts of energy healing left v right how would you deal with any skeptics challenging your view in the past I would try to convince your mind that you're wrong but now I am it's okay <laughs> I'm it's okay if you are skeptic about it you know um because it's, um, 
it's about yourself it's about your your inner self it's about how you feel so for me if i follow it if i believe it if i i trust it that's only my thing it's not that it's going to affect the people around me besides i'm more calm right more um more myself i would say in that way um people are skeptics i would always um invite them to try out to try out the meditation um i would because um brennan is amazing meditate meditate uh, the, the leader of the meditation and i always encourage people to try it out there's videos that you can try out and if if you are more skeptic about it not interested then it's not your time yet to to be on that level and that's fine love that approach i love that approach where in this same modern era we're in where a lot of the time we will feel we will feel the need to be right quote unquote that our opinion is the most valid one but if somebody has a different view just accepting that's the way it is and if they're ready at some point cool they'll get there when they want to it's a much healthier and more balanced approach then no 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 yeah. you must try it you must try it because i'm not sure about yourself maria but if someone asks me repeatedly to try something claiming it's the fix i don't do it <laughs> yeah no totally i think it's even like for me i'm going to be honest like before i even made it to meditation i always saw that as a weird woo woo stuff that I tried and it didn't work. I didn't get to Nirvana, right? And I was pretty skeptic about it myself when I, even when I started, I was skeptic about it. Um, when I took the course, I was skeptic about it. But I was in this point in my life that I didn't have anything else to lose anymore. I was in closest to end my life. And that was the only hope that I had in front of me. And I, I was pretty much with the attitude, fuck it, I, I have nothing to lose. Here's my money, let's do it. And here I am. <laughs> and uh, not to probe too deeply if it's not a subject that is comfortable for you, but can I ask you about perhaps the, the rock bottom moment or your most difficult period? What was going through your mind and how did it get to that point? Um, I'm, I actually gladly uh, share that experience because I feel like these are the things that people really don't share. And when someone else is in this situation, it usually feels like shit, like I'm the only one here, but actually there's the person next to you might be in the same place without you not even knowing it. So I'm gladly to share that. So what happened, what was going on um, was I was, um, yeah, I was traveling right for some time i was living in australia um came to asia as a backpacker didn't have really any plan um, i was just doing volunteering work experiences going around countries seeing the life how people were living and i made my way to vietnam just randomly and i was working there and you know vietnamese lifestyle can really get carried away but it's not only vietnamese lifestyle it was just the general backpacker lifestyle i would say because ever since i entered asia i was you know in my young 20s ready to party ready to go around have fun not not care not give a shit not worry about the future it was all fun 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 but it got really carried away um because I've never in my past been, been that bigger of party person. Like I, I partied, of course, but not as 
as as bad as I did in Asia and it got carried away and I hit my low bottom like when I kind of arrived to Vietnam and I didn't back then I didn't realize that I thought I was handling it but I was really in a party spending my money um breaking friendships that I cared about um being reckless um uh and then I visited home I came back and I was like okay I'm gonna start from a fresh page and I joined EMG and for some time I was like okay EMG I'm just gonna you know do my own thing I'm not gonna go into meet with expats really because I'm just I need to focus for myself but yeah it happened only it, it lasted for like a month and then obviously you want to you want to hang out with the people around your office because that's what people were doing there and I felt like kind of left left out so I started interacting with those people and I'm um, you know going along with partying again because that's kind of part of the the social life I think in there, um, not only in EMG, but in generally in the expat community um, in Ho Chi Minh City. And, and that one, this time it went even more worse because I also started doing drugs. Um, and then COVID hit, right? And I was not able to go home. So that was scary time. We were not sure what's going to happen with the work wasn't sure if my money will last. I don't know. There was like a lot of scary moments going on in my mind. I wanted to go home, but then at the same time, life was good in Vietnam. It was fun. And then eventually um, I found out that my mom got badly sick, like very seriously sick. And we had no answers. And and it was really tough because I was locked up in Vietnam. The world was in, lo in lockdown. Um, it wasn't safe for me to travel home. Uh, I didn't know if she's going to survive. I didn't know what was going on. Um, um, so to handle all of that, I found easy ways just to drink party and not give a fuck because it was just too much um, emotion, too much weight. I felt on my shoulder and um, I couldn't handle it. And yeah, I was in partying and really badly. And, um, and then eventually I kind of like, there was a part of me that was screaming inside, like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, what the fuck are you doing? Get your shit together, do shit. But I, I, it was so hard for me to come out of that cycle. Um, and then I tried to change the job. It, it brought like happiness one month to me and but then it was uh, it ended up being more work than I assumed so besides being stuck in this emotional way with my family with partying I was trying to manage this new job that I tried to smash but at the same time I was giving up all my free free time that I had next to the other stuff so I was overworked overtired overpartied and the depression hit and and it was bad and I still couldn't go home and yeah it it just weighed me down I I stopped like going around with people I kind of locked myself in my apartment after work I was coming home and I was I was so depressed that on my way with motorbike I was crying I got home and I just locked myself in the dark room I couldn't get out of bed in the mornings. It was so hard for me to wake up, to motivate myself to go work. 
so yeah it kind of ended up in a point where I was like questioning what the fuck is point of this life like I don't I don't want to be an teacher for the rest of my life I don't see any value in myself I see myself as a loser who went to travel and discover myself in the world and I ended up locking myself up in my room so yeah that was the, the deepest mm. point yeah that the deepest, I hit. yeah deepest depths in a negative direction but how did yeah. you come back not to use like the pun of or the plug of the show but how did you come back to the point where you're at now Maria what steps did you take to make that comeback and make that change um first I remember clearly how I was outside and I was like obviously drinking and I was sitting behind a bar and I saw everybody I was just I didn't want to dance I didn't want to socialize I was I just wanted to sit and I remember looking, it was actually Sky Nine, the Sky Bar in Thaudien. Uh, and I was looking on the side and I saw everybody going off on their heads, having fun, you know, enjoying themselves, stuff like that. And I was just like, is this is how it looks like from the side? Cause it's damn fucking ugly. And I don't want to be like that. that. Why I'm here? Like why I'm even here? Why am I even drinking this beer? I don't even want this beer. Like I want to go home. And that was the first sign that I was like, I'm done. Like I'm done with partying like that type of partying. And I just went home and then I stopped partying because I just didn't want to do it anymore. I was not enjoying it. Um, and I was trying to pick up like exercising. I was, I, I started going sw swimming every day because I had a swimming pool. Um, I was trying to find activities to do. Uh, luckily, my back then my co my colleague was my neighbor, and he really was the the support for me because he saw me being stuck with myself, being miserable, and he was he 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 started coming to hang out with me, like cooking food together, painting together. Uh, he, we started talking about life and generally he was sharing his stories from uh, from the states um, also like pat like heavy experiences in life that kind of like started shaking me up from from where I was and and yeah I, I, I started like I, we started talking about future and we were looking into things that I might be interested in to learn or to do and that little bit got me excited. At the same time, there was like this weight, like carrying me down at the same time. The other side part of me was like the weight trying to push me up. And, and that's where I was like, okay, I, I need to do something. And when I had those depression, like those moments where I was crying and I, I didn't want to live anymore, I decided to suck it up and talk with my parents, talk about, talk about what I was feeling and talk about it with my friend as well. And I was telling them like, listen, this is what's going on. I'm having those uh, like emotional waves and it's really hard for me. I, 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 I'm not motivated. I don't know what's going on and it scares me. And the second I said, it scares me because I'm having crazy thoughts coming to my mind. That's when I started feeling, I, I started receiving the support because you know, if you don't say about it, if you don't speak up about it, people don't know how to support you. Absolutely. And did you ever seek professional support in this period, for example, therapy or anything else? So I tried uh, because of the pandemic in Vietnam, it was difficult in, in Vietnam to find the, the like the therapist. And I tried to reach out 
um, to Estonia because we have like digital world is really advanced and you can get help from through that. And I reached out and then when I, they asked me to describe what was going on with my, with me. And when I told them and I got the reply that, Oh, it seems like you're having a depression, you know, you should start taking some meds and that, and, and you should like look into depression. And that's when I, when I read the word depression, cause I, I thought I might have it, but I wasn't really like, Oh, I have a depression, you know, and when someone is saying it to me in my face, I was like, holy shit, that's what not I like, this is not how I roll. Like, I cannot have depression. I don't want to have a depression now, but I don't want to take any meds either because I don't believe in, like, I don't want to be like, not that I don't believe in medicine. I do, but I don't want to be the person who is on hook of antidepressants or stuff like that. And I know there's other ways around how to get out of that situation. And that's when I reached out to my friend. Right. Absolutely. Right. Okay. So this is when you've started talking to your friends and I guess, I guess to put it like in context, like admitting there is an issue, uh, were there any signs up until this, I guess, rock bottom that you look back on in hindsight and connect the dots and say, ah, of course, this was, say, depression or anything else? Or was it all very new to you? Um, yeah, it was all really. Uh, no, no, actually, not. It wasn't really new, but it was like different because like really back in my past, I, I had um, uh, like I would say a toxic relationship that kind of made me lose people around me and got me into point where I had those scary thoughts coming to my head again. And, and I, and I guess, yeah, it is now like crossing the dots because back then as well, I reached out to my, my father who, who talked me out and like get, gave me all the love and the support that I needed to, to come out from that. And exactly what happened now as well, that the second I reached out to my family, um, I received all the love that I needed, that I, I need more love than I would have needed, per usual. Mm. And that's what helped me to keep me through, keep, like, like push me through because the, 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 the way my, my, my parents were talking me, to, to me was, it was really moving. They were bringing out all the good side of me, the great memories, the great things that I could do, the strong sides of me that I, I, I was not able to see by myself, even though I knew they were there. But it was kind of like, you know, refreshing your memory in that way. Yeah, no, it's definitely so cathartic when you have those people around you. And I've personally had my own experiences with things like depression and been very lucky to have a supportive network as well. So I can empathize with yeah. what you're saying. It's great how lucky we are that we can have these outlets just around us just to be completely authentic about our feelings. As to do that, it makes the whole healing process enormously easier, enormously easier. Yeah, it does. And, and that's why I, I don't mind sharing about it because I know that there's a lot of people out there who are not as lucky as like, like us who had support network. There are people who don't have that. And I just want to hope that by sharing my story or sharing clips of my story, people recognize themselves and they're not afraid to reach out when needed because um, no matter who you are, I will be here to support you because I've been there and I know how, how, how hard it is and what means to have the support from even complete stranger. 
Absolutely. No, I definitely resonate with that. And thank you for sharing. I think it's definitely something powerful and profound when you can look back at something, share your experiences, but use them in a powerful way to help other people going through a similar journey, which is, to be honest with you, the whole essence of the comeback theme that I've tried to make with the brand. So I think this times in very, very nicely. Can we then go to where you are now, which I'm going to assume, and correct me if I'm wrong, you're in a much better position, you seem healthier, more content in yourself. Uh, right now, do you have any specific non-negotiable practices that really benefit you? For example, your meditation or your exercise routine or your sense of mission. Is there anything that's really important to you right now in making you the best version of yourself? Yeah, the, the meditation, the, the inner alignment. I am starting my day with it, with it and when I feel like things in life, in this life that we're living here in present are, are starting to overwhelm or overtaking me, I know really quick way how to just find my inner alignment and connect with myself and then look at the things from a complete, completely different angle after that. Absolutely. And can you talk to me a bit more about the inner alignment? As in, what are you thinking, feeling, seeing? What's going through your inner self? What's going through your body from the internal system whilst you're doing this meditation or whilst you're doing something that is important to you? It By now, so I've been practicing it for a year and obviously it comes with practice, but by now I it's so easy for me to shut myself out from the environment that is around me. I am... I can like I don't I'm not getting distracted by noises that much that easily um so I'm just if I would describe it in that way I I kind of see the light <laughs> it sounds so woo-woo when we say those things out loud now when I'm thinking about it but um I'm just having this golden moment inside of me it's warm it's hugging it's it's peace I I feel myself I feel my power I I remember why I'm here I remember what is my purpose and everything else that is out there affecting me it doesn't matter because one way or rather one way or another I will make it through because we are here to learn these are tests this situation what I'm facing or this thing that is trying to get my attention is my test to see if if I'm breakable or not and I'm not <laughs> excellent what is your purpose Maria and why are you here we just alluded to it about this is what you're discovering or have discovered what do you think your purpose is my purpose here is to bring the joy the laughter the love and compassion um or awaken them up in people's lives. That's why I'm here. And that's why I'm pursuing to towards two. Um, um, I would say in that way, kind of like making a difference uh, in this world, making, giving an impact and start, everything starts with yourself. So I'm here to remind people to look within and help them um, to, to reach to that, place to find those tools that will work for them to find this inner alignment because it doesn't matter what meditation you're doing or what kind of exercise are you doing it's they all end up with the same goal 
right? Yeah, and it's absolutely. To connect with yourself. And I'm here to remind that to people. Definitely. And can you talk to me a bit more about something that we're, we're touching upon or we're leaning more towards it here? And we mentioned at the beginning of the conversation, the concept of, say, masculine versus feminine. And I have seen from your social media that you are quite passionate about awakening female empowerment and sisterhood. For example, yes. women to their higher power. Can you talk to me more about that, more about your journey in that regard? So, yeah, it's interesting um, because ever since I was um, a kid, I've always been um, around it or surrounded with a lot of masculine energy. I have an older brother, um, never had a sister. And when I was growing up or when I was like teenage, I found it complicated to communicate with girls. There was a lot of drama and I, I, I was always so tired of this drama. I didn't understand why there's a need of gossip, why there's a need of this kind of stuff so I kind of like took myself out from it and I was just being surrounded with guys and it got to the point where I I really considered myself as a like this boyish girl who's just cool to hang out who's like whatever you can burp you can fart I don't care like I'm easy um and and then um actually recently now in um Mexico like there was a moment where um we were talking about lives and, and, and different experiences as a woman. And I realized that I never really looked deep into that. And I, I realized that this part of me, I kind of put asleep. It had been sleeping for some time in me. It came out occasionally. Like I, there was moments where I was like dressing up and, you know, putting makeup on, putting shoes on, high heels on, whatever. And like having this girly moment, but it was only like one time a year. I, I wear heels once a year and that was it. And, and then I realized it's not all about, obviously like about how you dress and it's in general, like having those feminine topics and I kind of, yeah, I kept myself away from it. And, and then now when we had this, like this conversation with, with things that women experience in their life, like domestic violence, like sexual abuse um, and all this kind of stuff that really woke me up and, I realized that, damn, I've experienced quite a bit in my life as well that I've never really shared about. And, and then I started sharing it and with my close female friends and, and that sisterly bond, that support, that love um, just was blooming. And I was like kind of gasp about it. I was like, damn, that's beautiful. I've never had this sisterhood. I never experienced sisterhood in my life. And now I have this experience through other experiences that we had in the past and and it was yeah it kind of made me realize that there's a lot around us that pushes women down that makes people women um not so easily to talk about things that we are experiencing in the society um and there's a lot of uh, unfairness towards women and i kind of started yeah just looking more into that and yeah that's mm. how i started rolling are there some perhaps things that are unfair towards women that we might not necessarily be aware of perhaps as men? Yeah. <laughs> what, what do you think the main ones are? Um, so uh, towards the, so first of all, obviously like if we talk about clothing, you know, there's certain way that women are only okay to dress up. And if you dress up a bit differently, then you're considered right away, um, 
some cheap girl trying to get laid or something stuff like that right, um, okay. there's also the moments where women are um trying to share about what they're going through and it's being hushed down by oh my god you're so emotional you're so dramatic and it's actually i'm trying to tell you something what i'm experiencing but you are only you're only paying attention to the emotion that comes out of me but you're not paying to the attention to the details the, to the story that is going out there um also it, uh with women especially with like um minority women uh seeing minority groups of women like not having those rights and um being pushed down not to not get uh, access to the education not get access to to career really you're seen as this you have to give birth um the questions when are you going to have your children Maria, why you're not still, when I'm going to have my grandchildren, when are you going to have children? Like <laughs> this pressure that we're constantly underneath that I'm here to just give birth to children, cook, clean. And, you know, it, it comes out, it comes out in life a lot in different situations. Yeah, I see. And did this influence perhaps this Instagram live that you did not too long ago about being a woman, being safe in their own bodies? Yeah. So that was, um, so that was the yeah, experience that I was having kind of, I was like healing that when, well, so yeah, I was in Mexico and I had the experience back in, in Vietnam and I didn't pay any attention to it. I was afraid to talk about it and I was afraid to share the story because I thought I would be seen as someone who provokes situations, someone who, you know, asked for it. Um, Cause that's usually how it happens. Um, unfortunately, when there is um, a situation with women where they can be sexually arrested or, or even raped, there's always like, first they look at the women, uh -huh, how you were behaving, how you were dressing up. And like, these are the factors that it will be okay because you were wearing short, short skirt, you were asking for it, but that's not an excuse, you know? Um, so yeah, I was having those experiences back in Vietnam. And when I went to Mexico, I... I realized that I was scared to walk on the street on my own. And that's so weird because um, I've never had that experience in my life. And I didn't understand that at first. Um, so in, uh, in Mexico, you know, um, there's the masculine culture is really big in there. The men, if you compare with men in Vietnam versus men in Mexico, there's a big, big difference. They're more... They're more bigger, they will seem more stronger, and they're more talkative uh, with you um, on the street. Especially for me as a blonde girl um, with light skin, I, I, I got quite a bit of attention that made me feel very, very uncomfortable. And I, yeah, I didn't realize that why, why it was like that. Like, it was weird. I started noticing my fear. Um, I started noticing the way it made me feel. Um, I was really off. I was trying to avoid going out. And then I had a conversation about it. Again, example of speaking up uh, with my friend. And I told, uh, I told them that what's going on. And we were just talking about it that, um, because they're, they're a male body, right? And my friend as a male, um, they said that I completely couldn't understand that because um, coming from states I see a lot the way and being around like grown up um, surrounded with men 
and 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 guys, I I saw a lot how the women were treated on the street when they were walking on their own. There's a lot of a lot of uh, attention seeking going on on the street that is very very uncomfortable. Um, the way the men scream at you, whistle at you, give you comments. If you're not giving attention, then you you they start calling your names. They start really just harassing you verbally and it is so uncomfortable so I completely could understand that and and then we kind of somewhere how ended up talking about um, the women in their life who had been experienced rape and and this kind of stuff and um, it made me really thought about myself and somehow I just connected those dots that it's actually this fear is coming because I'm not feeling safe in my body because what happened with me. And yeah, I was trying to work on that by meditating on it, by forgiving for myself. Cause I was the reason why I was feeling so unsafe. I was angry with myself. Like why I was scared. Sorry. Uh, was because I was, I was angry with myself for not, doing the right thing and I was blaming myself and and then understanding that the situation what happened it wasn't my fault and it it was clearly not me asking for it or anything like that and there's no reason for me to blame myself uh, in this situation and just understanding that was something that really helped me to to feel more encouraged to go out on my own yeah absolutely and how are you now with perhaps going out solo do you still get perhaps moments of apprehension or are you a lot more grounded than perhaps before well right now it's hard to say because I'm I'm living on a countryside so there's not so many people here um, right, okay. but no but no I had experience obviously after that as well in Mexico and it was fine I I was not bothered by I don't, by anything because I felt so powered in my own body I I started embracing this this as we are talking about the 50 50 energy feeling when I'm walking on my own and, and just feeling my own power knowing that I am powerful and I am beautiful and I am going to get attention and that is okay um, it doesn't matter because it's it's their problem looking at me it's not my problem that they're looking at me and I should not give any energy to those things that make me feel uncomfortable otherwise yeah for sure um forgive me if this question is slightly naive but do you think that because you're more I guess you know that you're powerful you know that you're strong you know that you're happy and you have that secure knowledge in yourself do you think that transmits as energy so that when you're walking down a street for example and it is a slightly daunting situation the energy that you give off kind of makes the situation overall better if you know what I mean as in it deters yeah. bad things happening. Definitely. I, I have definitely got some feedback about that as well, that people uh, see me as the super confident person. And, and some people are like, you seem like at first that I was so afraid to approach you because <laughs> you you're just so fucking powerful and you have this energy and this, um, you just fill the room and you know I'm, I'm yeah um yeah it definitely emits like being confident like it, it's shown out it, it glows it glows outside and you don't see that but um yeah it does it definitely makes a big difference and how would those closest to you describe you maria 
The closest of me, how they would describe, probably, most likely, I'm this really joyful person, this childlike. I have my childish moments coming out, and I'm not ashamed of them. I, I'm laughing, everything. I'm clumsy, and I laugh at myself. Um, but at the same time, I, I, I care deeply, and there's a lot of love that I give. And I've learned how now how to give the love out without expecting it to receive back. Um, that was also one big lesson that I had. But yeah, this bubbly, energetic, happy, and always, you know, let's do something, let's talk, let's do stuff. So I'm always out, out and about. Mm. And if you look at everything you've achieved so far, what are you most proud of? I'm most proud of my just being able to love myself. Yeah. I'm definitely the most proud about that because uh, in the past of my life, I've been bullied a lot and I had really weak self-esteem. And, and now I, I feel that I'm perfect the way I am. And there's, there's no 100% perfect. I can always, there's always more space for me to grow and improve myself. And, but I, I love the way I am. And yeah, that's just me. Absolutely. I love that. I love that aspect that you've realized it, recognized and have it grounded. Can I ask you about the term success? Now, the reason I ask you this question, and it might be slightly unrelated to what I've just asked you in terms of what your friends would describe you, is because for each of us, we're all chasing certain goals in life, whatever that may be, personally, professionally, could be related to anything but we all have an idea in our mind of what success actually is. And it will differ from person to person, circumstance to circumstance. So can I ask you, Maria, what does success represent to you in yourself? For me, success, that's a good question. (laughs) Um, It will be, for me, successful, being successful is when I, I'm surrounded with people that I love, that love me. I have this support network. Um, I have my people. Um, successful is being able to do what brings me joy. Um, it doesn't always have to bring loads of money. Uh, definitely not that, but it's good to have some money, obviously. Um, but yeah, being able to do what I enjoy and being able to see that through what I'm doing, I'm bringing joy into someone else's life. Seeing people being touched or um, somehow moved by what I'm saying, what I'm doing, seeing them smiling, seeing them you know, lighting up, that's for me kind of being successful. And if we were to have this conversation in two years time, what would you like to be telling me in terms of what you've achieved? I'll be telling you that, look, what's up? I made my own company. I am, I'm a life coach. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm actually empowering women. I have a great program that I'm giving out. And yeah, I'm making people happy. Excellent. And as we currently speak, are you in the process of making this happen in terms of perhaps future life coaching or empowering other women similar to yourself? Are you, have you set the ball rolling in that regard or is it something that will come in time? 
it, it will come in time. I thought it's something that is, um, I went to Mexico with idea that I'm going to set up my business in a few week time. I'm ready to roll and <laughs> surprise, surprise, it ain't that easy as it seems, <laughs> right? So take all those rose classes and it's going to take time. And, and that's where I also realized, yeah, that I, I still had to clear some things with myself and I'm still right now in process of clearing uh, healing stuff with myself as I'm now back at home but I know that there's a reason why I came home uh, because I needed to end the cycle that I started six years ago and I'm right now in the process of doing that and once it's done I'm ready to start with the new cycle which would be the goal that I told you you will hear from me in two years excellent and I can't wait for this chat in two years and I can't wait to see where it goes um, can you talk to me about the concept of surrender? Because we mentioned that everything will happen when it's meant to be, etc. Can I ask you, being somebody who is intuitive and wants to get things done, how do you know when to surrender and know when to fight or when to take action, quote unquote? So with the surrendering, um, for me, it was uh, is the moment where I... I try to, let's say I get this idea of doing something like, let's say I want to start my business. Right. And I start doing it and it doesn't work and it doesn't work and it doesn't work and it doesn't work. And I, I, I start getting th this one way of trying, like, let's say, for example, I would um, try to start my, I don't know, Instagram profile to, you know, become an influencer out there and it doesn't go and it doesn't go and it doesn't go and it doesn't go. And I, I start getting distressed at why the heck it's not working. That's the moment where I know that, okay, maybe I just need to let go of that and try something else. <laughs> Absolutely. And can you talk to me about the concept of manifestation briefly? Because I feel like there is some weight to it and it is often, say, talented in the spiritual world for good and for bad, where some people completely and utterly abide by it some ridicule it as being woo woo and it's a concept that fascinates me with everybody's relationship to manifestation how does it work for you if i may ask you what are your thoughts on the concept so manifestation um i know there's a lot of out there it, it seems like it's so easy that you just think of it and it will happen i'm just gonna think that the world is gonna be in peace and i'm just gonna keep saying that and i'm gonna keep <laughs> writing it down to myself and then i open my eyes and oh everybody's in peace no it ain't that easy or it is it is obviously the thought it is about making goal it's about something that you want to achieve but it's not only just saying and sitting on that and hoping like just it's going to happen universe is going to bring it not nah, you need to take actions for it you 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 will be put in front tests to go through and every time when um the tests are when it gets complicated in life or you are in a pickle or you're you know something um that gets you confused that's the moment where you think about this goal that you have um and you keep pushing towards that, but at the same time, keep taking action. So every time when I'm in a pickle with something, I ask myself, the way I'm going to handle the way I feel that I want to handle it, because emotions can take control, right? Um, the way I feel I want to handle it, is it going to take me closer to my goal or it's not going to take me anywhere? If it's not going to take me anywhere, that's where I surrender and I let it go. For example, when arguing or trying to convince people's mind, you know, I'm asking 
will it take it to my goal about becoming a life coach? No. Okay. Then I'm just going to let it go. Um, so yeah, manifestation for me is, yes, it is about giving yourself those goals or those things that um, I'm loved and wanting to feel beloved and those different kind of affirmations, lists, whatever people do and keep them, write them down for yourself. But at the same time, take, write down the steps that you need to take to get to that. Break it down for yourself. Spread it along the year. Spread it between the months. Every month, try to do something that will take you closer to that step. Definitely. I love, I love so many takeaways here. One being set a goal, second being break it down into small steps and third being really categorize your actions to whether they work towards that goal. Where often perhaps in conflict, we'll want to be right necessarily and want to convince that person because it's good for the ego to be quote unquote yeah. right. However, is it really worth the energy that you have to put into all of that and when you actually step back it's really not a lot of the time so having that self-awareness to know when to push when to pull when to step back is crucial yeah and it's definitely not easy to step back because i i'm i'm really fire sign i'm aries and capricorn and i i used to bump heads with people a lot i was trying to convince through the walls through the windows through the ceilings to make people see and now when i've got to the point where I'm just stepping back and it's okay to have your own opinion it's okay because it doesn't really affect me and then keep going carrying on with what I believe is right without having this fight oh my god it's such a big difference <laughs> and I completely agree with you on that point it is key when to know when not to and just generally figuring it out I suppose that's a key lesson and the question that I'm now posing is quite broad, but it's related. What is the key lesson you think you've learned from your practice now over the years that really stands you in good stead? For example, is your key lesson to be more authentic? Is it to feel more empowered? What is your key lesson, Maria, that you've discovered? Just be myself, be, just not be afraid of being me, not being afraid to share my thoughts and share my feelings when I think or feel some certain ways and, and claim my, yeah, keep my, hold my power. I know my power and not let people or their words and their actions to take it away, not give that energy to them. So yeah, stay empowered. Yes, definitely empowered and also responsibility that you're in control yeah. of your thoughts, emotions, and you can really, I think there's a quote actually, Eleanor Roosevelt, nobody can make you feel inferior without your consent. And that's just a game changer in so many ways. Oh yeah, absolutely. I love that. That's a great quote. Yeah, for sure. Uh, final question, Maria. Has there been a question that I've not asked you that you either wanted me to or expected me to? Mm. No, not really. <laughs> Excellent. That, that's good. That means my <laughs> interview was kind of okay, I guess. So I'll take that as a win. Nah. Absolutely. You got any final thoughts you'd like to leave before we wrap up the conversation? Um, yeah, I'm just, um, I would just like put people's hearts that don't be afraid to be curious about things that might seem odd and different and, and usually not my thing. 
if those things arise in front of you, if you have this opportunity coming in front of you to try out something that you would never think you would do, go for it because it will unfold something new for you in your life. Absolutely. The concept of novelty has served me very well over the years, has served you as well, and I'm sure will serve many, many others. Maria, thank you very much for all you've shared today. Thank you for your conversation, your insight, your wisdom, and also the very best of luck with your upcoming projects. I look forward to our rerun round two in two years to hear all about how you're doing. Congratulations and keep up the good work. Thank you. And I will set the date in the calendar for two years. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Take care, Maria. You too.